listener production. As a mum, do you feel like you're running on empty? Definitely the juggle is what makes mums susceptible to burnout and also the mental load that we all have to carry as well. Today on Feed, Play, Love, how to deal with burnout. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. Daycare drop-offs, work, kids' parties, family events, school events, extracurricular activities. It is a lot. Whatever age your kids are, mums are juggling a lot. So what can we do to recharge our batteries? Dr. Sarah Hughes is a clinical psychologist and a mum. Sarah, how are you? Good, thank you. How do you define burnout as a psychologist? Just that feeling of absolute exhaustion. And I think it can sort of creep up on us before we realize, and it can come out in small ways of making silly mistakes or, you know, being more forgetful than usual. So it can be a physical exhaustion, but it can also just be that sort of mental tiredness and exhaustion as well. Do you think a lot of women probably just accept that as daily life? I know when you mention those things, I'm like, oh, isn't that just being a mum all yeah. the time? <laughs> I know. It's like we've all become a bit too sort of desensitised to it as a problem almost. Like we're so, we just sort of, it's this radical acceptance of, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's probably about right. Yep, exhaustion, motherhood, yep. But it's interesting because I think it's, I know this is being a bit sexist, but I think it's, and it's obviously, you know, there's exceptions to every rule, but it's really different with dads, I think. I think is. Mums, we often, I don't know, feel guilty taking time out for ourselves or where even when we are taking time out for ourselves, we're constantly thinking about, oh, I've got to remember to, you know, pack that or purchase that or on oh, this work we've got that on and I've got to coordinate with that other parent to organise this. Or I don't think we actually have downtime. Whereas I think that dad, I think this is a good thing, by the way, I'm not criticising dads for this, but I think that dads are a lot better at, at taking time out for themselves. I, I don't think they feel the same level of guilt that mums do in mm-hmm. that. No, no. I, this one case, anecdotal case of one here can definitely back that up. <laughs> um, you recommend introducing mood-boosting activities into the day to help with those feelings of exhaustion. So I just wanted to go through them. The first that you talk about is uh, pleasant activities, which sounds great in theory. I understand that one of the symptoms of burnout is a disconnection from the activities that you would normally find enjoyable. So you're just so spent. You're like, oh, God, I don't even want to get up and do a stretch or whatever. What are some of the ways we can try to get over that sort of detachment? Definitely. And I think so. there's two important points with that. And the first one is that with like the idea of pleasant activities, like you just sort of touched on, when you're feeling really burnt out and run down, you don't usually get the same level of enjoyment or pleasure out of activities that you usually would. So it's not necessarily activities that you're going to drive immediate pleasure from now while you're burnt out and exhausted. It's more thinking about what are the activities that I would usually enjoy if I wasn't feeling quite so run down. So that's kind of what we're talking about more when we're talking about pleasant activities. And in terms of with burnout, it's that sort of catching too where you're so exhausted you don't feel like you have the time or energy to actually be bothered to engage in any sort of pleasant or relaxing activity. But if you don't do that, 
you, you're never going to recharge and you're just going to continue to run on empty. And so it is really hard, but it's about trying to find a way to go, okay, the last thing I feel like doing right now is, you know, going for a walk or having a bubble bath. Like I just can't be bothered and I'm just going to do something else instead. I'm just going to go straight to bed and whatever. But it's about trying to change that internal dialogue and thinking, okay, I don't want to do that right now, but I'm actually going to force myself to do it anyway. And I know that's an investment in me recharging myself. Okay. One of the other things you mentioned uh, includes mastery activities. What do you mean by that? So this is probably something that all mums will be like, yep, I've got that covered already. So (laughs) you don't necessarily... Like you don't necessarily derive enjoyment from them, but you feel really good when they're done. So anything that's sort of like life admin related, organization related, those tasks that you've sort of been putting off, but they're weighing on the back of your head. There might be bills that need paying, but you keep sort of putting them off. It's doing those sorts of things. So anything that you feel like you can check it off your list, you're not going to enjoy doing it, but you're going to get this sense of relief and accomplishment once it's finished. One of the other things is the importance of social connection. But of course, part of the reasons we're so exhausted and burned out is that we just don't have any time to see the people that we love. It can often feel like a big effort to get together with friends, particularly if your friends have kids as well. Yeah. But are we able to get social connection in smaller, easier ways? Definitely. And I think that that's the way to do it. Like if you kind of keep thinking, oh, you know, when I have a free Saturday, I'll catch up with such and such. You're never going to catch up with that person because you're not going to have it for Saturday. Whereas if you sort of think, you know what, I'll see if they're free for like a half an hour coffee. Um, that's going to be far more achievable and you're actually going to do that. And you'll still get that sort of feeling of I really enjoyed that or it was great to unload or to catch up or it gave me that sort of sense of light relief and you'll still get benefit from like half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it might look like. But if you keep waiting until you have, you know, a proper block of time to do a proper catch up, you won't ever catch up. And I guess the other thing that's really important to do with the social connections is just especially when you're burnt out, being a little bit mindful about who you're making time for as well. I think we all have those friends who, you know, some of them are a little bit more maintenance and other ones or some of them might kind of be a little bit more draining than others and so when you're feeling really burnt out the friends that you really want to try to prioritize spending time with are the ones that you you leave the interaction feeling refreshed they've been like a breath of fresh air and you feel sort of lighter for it you don't want to be leaving these you know precious kind of moments that you have for social interactions you don't want to be leaving them feeling you know drained and even more exhausted than you were before you caught up. That's such good advice (laughs) because friendships can really just bring joy back in your life and that that is its own energy, isn't it? Absolutely. And we do, you know, we do have to be really conscious about where we're spending our time, you know, especially when you have kids of any age, you know, your time's taken up with that a lot. And so, yeah, being really, really aware of, okay, if I say yes to spending time, you know, with this person who's maybe you know lovely but a bit draining um I don't I don't have time to spend with this other person who I'm probably going to get benefit from seeing Mm. now one of the last points you make is about physical exercise uh which I love but it is such a struggle (laughs) to find both the time and as you touched on earlier I think 
a lot of people, a lot of women feel guilty about doing anything for themselves, even when it's exercise. Yeah. Uh, so for those of us who do find that hard, do you have any tips on building a habit, like building an exercise yeah. habit that you don't feel like you have to make excuses for or feel guilty about? It's just part of your day. Yeah. And I think a big thing with this too is exercise, it's kind of a bit similar to sleep in that it's the thing that we always sort of deprioritize. Like it's the first thing to go. When we're really busy, it's like, oh, I don't have time for that. It's it's the lowest priority. But, you know, sleep as well. But with exercise, it's it's one of the things that's going to have the biggest impact on your mood and your energy levels as well. And kind of like with the socializing, it doesn't have to be an extended, you know, long amount of time that you exercise. You could go for a walk for 20 minutes. Amazing. That's going to have a really great impact on, you know, your energy levels, but more importantly, sort of your mood and sense of well-being as well. And so it can be really hard to get to the gym. I, you know, pre-kids used to go to the gym a few times a week and do some spin classes. I haven't been to the gym in about six years and <laughs> I, I, I cancelled my, I think after a year of paying for the gym and not using it, I was like, okay, I think we're going to turn that. And, you know, I find going for a walk or going for a run really good because it's, it's you know, I can just sort of leave. It's like a half an hour sort of thing if that's what I have time for. Um, I think the other thing actually that was quite good about lockdown was I think, you know, it opened up. We also started looking at a lot of like different exercise apps and things. There's some really quite good ones where they have yoga classes or Pilates or, you know, hit style sort of activities if you enjoy those that you can do just from home. And a lot of them are just 20 minutes. And I'm not going to say, you know, the thing about exercise too is that it's often a mastery activity. It's why like I never wake up for, <laughs> yes, I get to go for a run this morning. Um, never. I always wake up and go, oh. <laughs> but I always feel really good when I get back. And a hundred, like I don't think I've ever come back for a, a run and been like, oh, I wish I hadn't gone for that run. I'm always glad that I've done it. And it doesn't have to be a long time and I think that's the thing like with socializing if you wait until you have you know an hour an hour and a half to exercise you're never going to do it and so if you can shoot like okay I'm going to try to do 20 minutes of exercise three times a week and get into the habit and the rhythm of that you might build up to you know three times a week 30 minutes awesome that's all you need in terms of being able to have that exercise positively impact mood but also your energy levels. Look, finally, I think um, all of this is wonderful, but I do worry that for some mums, this idea that they're not taking care of themselves, that can actually lead to more stress. Like it's just another thing they haven't gotten up on top of. What would you say to that? And it does, right? It starts to feel like, oh, God, this is like another thing on my mental low that I'm not doing a good enough job taking care of myself. And it's just another thing that I feel like I'm failing at. And I think we all kind of carry enough of that feeling just through parenthood anyway. Um, and I think the other thing is everyone's really different. So some people actually are really recharged by spending time with their kids. And if that's you, that's incredible. And so you don't necessarily have to make time for exercise or for pleasant activities or for, so you know, if spending time with your kids really fills your cup and sort of having just a much slower paced weekend where you're actually, you know, not running out to kind of catch up with friends or you're not doing, that's okay. There's no right or wrong. It's more about if you feel like 
your cup, you know, is empty or you feel like you're running on empty, that's when it's worthwhile looking at, okay, what is it that I need to try to just in small doses because that's all you need, but what is it that I can do differently to try to sort of re-energize myself a little bit? And, you know, I, I would love to be able to say that spending time with my children charges me and, <laughs> you know, I love dearly, but they're little. You know, I've got a five-year-old and an 18-month-old and my five-year-old is just going through that phase right now where he asks 580,000 <laughs> every minute. And I have an 18-month-old who's super adventurous and I'm constantly chasing after her being like, oh, my God, don't fall off the couch. Or, you know, and it's it's not really relaxing. <laughs> it's actually quite – and, I, you know, I love spending time with them. I do. But I find that I, I definitely need some time out for myself. So it's not so much necessarily that like we have to be making time for ourselves or that we have to be doing anything differently than what we're doing. It's more just taking a read on yourself. And if you're feeling not too bad, awesome. Just keep doing what you're doing. But if you're feeling as though, you know, you're just feeling a bit flat or you just feel like you're, you know, not sort of able to do the things that you want to do or you're not feeling the way you want to feel – look at what sort of small kinds of changes that you can make and sort of go from there. Sarah, it's great advice. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Pleasure. That's Dr. Sarah Hughes. She's a clinical psychologist, author and commentator, and we'll put links to her website in the notes of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love, a listener original podcast. If there's something you'd like to learn more about, email me at feedplaylove at sca.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. For more great kids and parenting podcasts, check out the Listener app. And don't forget to follow us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.